ESPN Radio 1600. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Ah, uh, here we go. Hey, happy Friday afternoon in the Mile High City. Welcome to the show, Graham. I'm Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Great to be with you, as we do every Friday, it's the drive from 3 to 5 here on, well, the premier home for motorsports is ESPN Radio AM 1600 FM 104.3 The Fans, sounding resplendent on HD Channel 2, 98.1 in the Northern Territories, and always streaming at RayCentralMedia.com. It's definitely a fast Friday, but holy cow, uh, yeah, it's a little breezy out there, isn't it, uh, Colorado? But, yeah, you know, it's... It's Colorado. It's the only the only way to put it. Definitely the, the job I would not want. If, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be the weatherman in San Diego, California. But not so much here in the Mile High City as, well, it's, as we say in the past uh, or in the future all the time, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute. But, hey, it is uh, Race Central on the radio. It is not the Weather Channel. It's great to be with you. We've got a, a very hectic Friday, uh, a lot going on. Certainly, uh, uh, NASCAR is doing their thing after a really good race in Talladega. Uh, a lot of, well, a lot of stuff going on from Talladega, which we'll get to as we meander into the program. Uh, IndyCar, well, the IndyCar series is, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's Barber Motorsports Park. It's a really, really fast, daunting place. It's really about a. A groove and a third racetrack, difficult to pass, and it's always a, a very exciting weekend when the IndyCar Series uh, visits Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. Well, speaking of Alabama, we were just there at Talladega last weekend, and here we go, Mr. Watermelon, Ross Chastain, a driver that I said he and Tyler Reddick would be two drivers to watch in uh, 2022. I still I get... I think I still have like COVID hangover. I lose track of days and times and, well, sometimes also the year. Somebody mentioned 2023 to me a day or two ago, and I went, wait a minute. And I had to think about what year we're in. That's pretty scary. But uh, it's what happens, uh, just what happens to me. That's, yeah, it's just one of those things. But uh, Ross Chastain, the watermelon farmer, <laughs> making quite a name for himself. As he gets, uh, well, he won at Circuit of the Americas, and then he gets, uh, you know, the win at Talladega. Only two two time winners in twenty twenty two. He and uh, William Byron, William Byron of that little gang called uh, Hendrick Motorsports. So certainly should be very interesting uh, this weekend as uh, Dover. The uh, it's not the concrete paperclip that would be Martinsville. But it's uh, it's big, it's fast, and it's very exciting, and it's always a good race. I remember many, many, many years ago when, uh, before they did some work on the track, a big chunk of concrete came up and basically took the front spoiler off of Jeff Gordon's car. Remember him? Yeah, that guy. Uh, of course, promptly ending his race, and this was probably a million years ago. But Dover is, it's fun, it's wide, it's fast, and... 
it begs you, well, it begs you to maybe do things that you shouldn't do. We've seen a lot of that so far this year because I think there's so much confidence in the, the safety and the drivability of the new car. We've certainly seen some interesting things happen this year. And I was talking with uh, our beloved photo Joe Starr from BigWestRacing.com just a little bit on the little bit ago on the phone. He may be joining us and giving us uh, a local Joe segment and also some thoughts and feelings. But uh, uh, it's it's weird when I hear you know the seventy eight car is issued a, a massive penalty because when I associate seventy eight, I of course associate it. To the great team from little old Denver, Colorado, the Furniture Road team that won a championship in 17, it probably should have won at least another one. But we'll also get into that. Uh, I agree with Photo Joe Star. I think there's a problem with the wheels. Um, I think there wasn't there a, a song you picked a bad time to uh, leave me loose wheel. Oh, no, maybe a bad time to leave me loose seal. But we'll just t- put a NASCAR spin on it. But uh a very interesting year so far, and I like the fact that the new car has, as I, you've heard me say this before, this is not new news or breaking news, but it's compressed uh, the series top to bottom. I like it. It's made for a very interesting racing. Now, there's a lot of things that are happening, too, uh, within the sport that don't have to do just with the car. Uh, we'll talk about... Not a bad guy, maybe, uh, but uh, Denny Ham Sandwich, he's got himself in trouble with NASCAR again. And I think there might be trouble brewing at Joe Gibbs. Mars is gone. The peanut man, uh, Mr. Kyle Busch, uh, you know, they're they're working hard for, for new, new and more sponsorship for next year. It, nothing's really been released. Um they try to keep that stuff somewhat under wraps because the best sponsor to get, of course, is someone else's. Actually, there I have a really good story about uh, John Force and um, uh, the NHRA and a mortgage company from years ago and AT&T that uh, uh, spoiled a big deal. If we have time, we'll get to that. It's a pretty interesting story. I know that uh, a lot of people like my um, uh, anecdotes and uh, my storytelling and if I have time, I'll get to that because it's a pretty darn good one. And it, it, uh, it, uh, no, we'll just we'll leave that as what we call the tease. Uh, IndyCar, as they say, at Barber Motorsports Park this weekend, that will be cool. NHRA goes four wide slide. They hope not. Uh, this weekend is Emacs Raceway in, uh, North Carolina, the Bruton Smith's invention. And interesting that all the tracks that he owns, they run the four wide at. And if you're a regular, you've heard me say many times, Fans love it. Drivers hate it. Yeah, I, I won't go into all kinds of reasons why, unless you ask me nicely. Um, I have said uh, that, especially after Roman Grosjean's, well, competitiveness coming to the series last year and how competitive he's been this year. And I think with another lap or two to go uh, in the mean streets of Long Beach, I think he would have won in the mean streets of Long Beach. Um, could this be the weekend? He is quickly becoming the, the most popular driver in the IndyCar series for a lot of reasons. Plus, he's a really cool dude. Um, and he's also very competitive. Obviously, all those years in Formula One uh, are translating very nicely and very quickly for him. 
Uh, Jimmy Johnson's getting better. I had a good run a few weeks ago at Texas. I think he was sixth. Not so good at Long Beach. Uh, crash in practice broke his wrist. I believe he's back this weekend. But um, I'll have to do a little checking into that. But IMSA at, uh, well, one of my home tracks, Northern California. I have two home tracks. I'm lucky. What uh, used to be called uh, Sears Point International Raceway then became uh, Infineon Raceway, a technology company jumping aboard for a decade and a half or so. And now a race Sonoma. So and they'll be cup, the Cup guys will be there a little bit deeper into summer. And our good friend, uh, Lawless Allen, who we spoke with last week in the program, he'll be there with the trucks. I hope, I'm hopefully, I'm hopeful I'll catch up to be there for that, for the, the Cup race and the truck race uh, in this summer. But we'll see what happens. A lot of good stuff is the weather uh, hopefully gets better as we like I, I tease my wife all the time it, uh, it it's, it's almost May and there's only seven more months until spring or summer or what, whatever the heck we call it and it'll go right from you know balmy in the 70s to like 98 degrees and it'll be frying pan hot but that's that's okay that's uh, kind of what we do uh, Formula One they are off this weekend a really good race last week um Maybe one of the best I've seen in a while. And if you're a Lewis Hamilton fan, don't get too close to any uh, ledges or, or heights uh, or anything. But uh, he's not been good. And he's getting pretty snarky. I mean, it's really easy to be Mr. Wonderful when everything is going wonderfully. And he is a seven-time champion. And I'm not rooting against him, but I like to see a fresh face. And uh, Max, as I call him, Max, he acts getting um, – uh, the championship last year in a very controversial call. Uh, and that's a good story, too, that maybe we'll uh, have time to get to. But uh, Formula One off. Uh, the next up is Miami, the Miami Grand Prix. And I've talked to a lot of folks that are listeners of the program or follow us on social media at, well, at Race Central on Twitter. You can uh, t- t- uh, tweet at us or uh Facebook slash Kurt Hansen's Race Central Television, Kurt Hansen's Race Central Media. You get the vibe. But, uh, a lot of folks heading out for the Mile High. There's a good Formula One following here in the Mile High City, and that's uh, very exciting. Talk to a lot of folks that are going to be heading out. Also, I've got a lot of a lot of credential requests. Uh, I could get one, but I'm not going to be going. Uh, things are just a little too hectic here on the home front, which is all really, really good. Um, what can I say? It's, uh, it's time to get excited. It's a fast Friday. It's Race Central. It's the drive from 3 to 5 right here. And uh, Oh, S- STK is back. Sid the Kid, we got to celebrate that. We uh, we missed her last week, but a great uh, job done by all filling in. But the SDK is back, and we're working on some projects which are going to be really, 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 really cool and, and fun. So what can I say? It's uh, the premier home for motorsports. It is Race Central on the radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. Sid the Kid is back. We're going to talk, well, we're going to talk at all. And uh, the author, Alan Sir Jr.'s book, a checkered past, a must-read, Mr. Jay Gruse on the program. More good stuff and an update from uh, well, from Laguna Seca with my good friend Tyler McQuarrie. He's racing uh, Porsche this weekend at yeah, WeatherTech Laguna Seca. It's The Drive and RaceCentralMedia.com. Drive, get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. 
your host, Kurt Hansen. Now, about 16 minutes after the hour, that is Ray Central on the radio. Uh, you can join us on social media. You can at, uh, on Twitter at Ray Central, also Facebook slash Kurt Hansen's Ray Central TV, Kurt Hansen's Ray Central Media. I think you. You kind of follow us on there. And the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan, that is racecentralmedia.com. Watch Race Central TV right here in the Mile High, uh, Denver Comcast, uh, Monday through Friday, primetime, Saturday, in a daytime prime, and also streaming at racecentralmedia.com. Good show lined up. Uh, We're not packed full of guests, which I kind of like. I mean, I like bouncing around like a crazy person, but it's also nice to get some commentary in here. And uh, the next guest on our program, he'll be at the, at the bottom of the hour, is a gentleman by the name of, of Jade Groose, who wrote a book, um, A Checkered Past. It's a story with Al Unser Jr., with a foreword by Roger Penske that is, I don't want to say disturbing, but, I mean, there's there was plenty of rumors circling the paddock and in IndyCar for years, and you know, uh, just kind of out there uh, with uh, little Al's struggles and such. And it was ironic, and I didn't really plan it this way, but uh, when I was flying to Long Beach the last trip, because I was back-to-back, we had September and then back to the traditional date in uh, April, I started reading the book, and I got done with the foreword, <clears throat> and I had to put it down because um, the the commentary by little Al himself was saddening, and um, I, I didn't certainly know how close to the edge he was. And what makes it ironic is little Alice, he's called the king of Long Beach. I, I think he's won there like five times or something like that. I mean, man, uh, and and we were, we were efforting to get uh, little Al on, and I, I don't know him well, but he, uh, he recognizes me. He knows who I am. We've said... Hi, many times. The last time I really had any conversation with him was uh, two, three years ago because of COVID. Oh, I said the C word uh, at uh, 555, kind of my, my, my hangout in Long Beach when he was a consultant and driver coach for a team that is no longer with us. Not his fault, just they, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to do this stuff uh, and this stuff, which leads me to say, when it comes time to do commerce, please support the people that support us, because without them, we can't do this. Uh, people like Coyote Motorsports, uh, Dental Arts of Cherry Hills, um, I'm I can go on, uh, Coal Par Hobbies. It's just, uh, I mean, Unser Karting, which is now Podium Karting Center. And it's, uh, you know, take care of the folks, take care of us. But anyway, uh, that team's no longer with us. But to, I digress. This is a pretty... It's a startling book. Uh, I tried to track Al Unser down, Jr., and uh, just travel and schedule and stuff. But he said he'd do the show, but just we have not been able to hook him up. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up with him. But uh, Jade Groose is the author, and he'll join us at the bottom of the hour. It uh, should be a very, very, very interesting conversation. Matter of fact, depending on what happens, we might uh, we might go uh, two segments. But if you're near a computer, I would tell you to uh, to Google because we live in a search engine world now, right? Uh, Alan Sir Jr. Uh, at Checkered Past. Uh, NASCAR this weekend at Dover. Wow. Um, <laughs> when I, I look at the, at the odds, it, um, 
it's surprising, but not surprising what's what's being put out there. But I'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, Denny Ham Sandwich, this guy, <clears throat> there's a reason why I call him that. And then, you know, with all the, 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 the scenario surrounding Kyle Larson and then his, you know, lose, losing his ride, which probably ultimately wasn't a bad thing. I mean, Ganassi wasn't going anywhere in NASCAR, which is why he sold the team. Um to track house, but they've done a pretty good job with that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, he he goes out, and now there was some there was some silly driving going on at Talladega. There's no doubt about it. But then he puts out a tweet referencing. Well, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna even go there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that phrase, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to get myself in trouble. But if you Google, again, here we go back to that thing. Uh, while you sit here and listen to the Best Damn Motorsports Show on the radio, Google Denny's tweet, you'll see what I mean. I mean, just this guy. Uh, and and with what's going on at Joe Gibbs Racing right now, they're losing Mars. Um, and I, I, I heard of this, which I also... Wow, God, I'm just I'm skating on the thin ice right here, this whole segment. I knew there were people that were sponsoring and, and backing Joe Gibbs Racing, not very happy with um, that little team from Denver, which is, you know, uh, 420 Paradise and Birkenstocks and Tree Huggers, you know, kicking the snot out of NASCAR for a few years, uh, which is why things happened that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back off the thin edge now. Things that happened in the Furniture Road team ceased to exist. It wasn't that Barney couldn't do it, and they didn't want to do it, and they couldn't, you know, keep contending for championships. It just—it's a bunch of other stuff. So the Mars family leaves. The Peanut Man—he's also—he's yeah. He got himself in trouble earlier in the year, making comments and had to go to sensitivity training. Now, a second driver at Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, JGR, if you're on a first name basis. The Sandwich sends out a tweet that's really ethnically incorrect and, and targeting at Kyle Larson. Uh, okay. Hello? Is anybody paying attention? The world has become far more sensitive to insensitiveness. Boy, if that's such a word. I mean... Yeah, uh, which is, I think, why people like Ross Chastain are really gaining a lot of momentum in fans out there because it's, it's, not, it's not the good old boys. It's not the same old, um, you know, like they say in sticking ball sports, in, fo- in football especially, you know, the good old boys club. Certainly NASCAR is that. But Ross is, is fresh. And he's kind of silly and he's kind of goofy and and people like that. Uh, the the whole thing at uh, the Bristol Dirt Race with uh, with Chase Briscoe and uh, you know uh, the last lap move that kept kept you know Tyler Reddick from getting his first win that I predicted early in the season that he he would get one. He will. Um, it's just uh, the, the way that they they didn't you know act like a bunch of. I'm not going to say. I Sid, cut me off here. I, I'm really I'm, I'm on the edge, um, but it, it's people like it. Uh, we need to be kinder to each other and more sensitive about this stuff. Uh, yeah, just try to drive drive around a parking lot, get a parking space, or drive on I-25. Everybody's angry. 
and, and you know, I get it. A little bit of the helmet throwing and the, the whole stuff. It's exciting. I, you know, Clint Boyer almost ran me over at Phoenix uh, quite a few years ago now, and he was trying to uh, go uh, beat the snot out of Jeff Gordon because uh, Boyer roughed him up, ruined his race, and so Gordon ran just drove around slowly at the bottom of the racetrack in Phoenix, and Clint came to lap him, uh, which is kind of funny, actually. Uh, the 24 pounded him in the wall, and then Clint parked his car literally where I was standing, our pit box was right in front of Clint in, for the Furniture Row car and jumped out of the car and went to hunt down Jeff Gordon. Uh, that was fun. That was okay. No punches thrown. You know, a lot of blah, 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 blah. But, um, you know, a little bit of that stuff, that's okay. But fighting after races and, you know, challenging and, um, yeah. I mean, like when Kevin Harvick instigated the whole thing between Joey Logano and I don't remember who else it was. I mean, he stirred the whole pot, threw the firecracker in it, and poor Jamie Little gets punched in the face. I mean, yeah, this is really f- very fun about that. Yeah. Uh, but it should be a lot of fun. should be a lot of fun this weekend. It's uh, There's still some, from what I'm hearing, there's still some people upset with some people. And could that those peoples get together at Dover? Um Maybe, but I will give you the odds. You know, it, uh, oh boy, go STK. By the way, uh, Sid, there's no bay here. Now, this is, if we're in San Francisco or, or, uh, I can't wait for the, the, the new edition of Top Gun to come out. I've got personal invites. Uh, for the the grand premiere in Los Angeles, I won't be able to do that, but maybe here in uh, in Denver. But I, yeah, because this is the great song from Top Gun, and I know there's a lot of Top Gun fans out there. Can't wait to see it. The trailer gets 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 me all wound up, so can't wait to see that. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, sitting by the dock, not by the bay here, at Race Central the radio. It's uh, Friday afternoon. It is a Race Central the drive from three to five. Podcast goes up Monday on FM one hundred four three thefan dot com. And watch Race Central TV, Denver Comcast, uh, and really easily found at racecentralmedia.com. Uh, Jay Gruse uh, coming up next segment. Alistair Jr., a checkered past, um, a must-read. You don't even have to like motorsports. It's a real delve into a lot of really, really interesting stuff. We'll talk to Jade about it. It's uh, Race Central, the radio. It's Friday 3 to 5 at racecentralmedia.com. Here resting my bones And this loneliness won't leave me alone Listen, two thousand miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit at the dock of a bay Be just bumping down PCH, otherwise known as Pacific Coast Highway, uh, back as a kid and just a few weeks ago. Oh man, God, the whole Southern California car culture vibe is is really pretty cool. And uh, 
it was a lot of fun to stay in uh, stay in San Pedro, San Pedro, as they call it. Uh, and they had T-shirts. They, they, all the shops are called "Living the Pedro Life," which is man, that, that is the that's why I had uh, STK play that song because that is definitely the uh, uh, the, the vibe, uh, which was a, very very cool. So uh, actually, uh, Jay just gave us a call. Um, he's going to call back on the forty five. So my bad, uh, but it is it, it's a book. He's a uh, he's a very famous author. He's written six books. Also, a book about uh, the dearly departed just a year or so ago, John Andretti. That uh, John Andretti was a fascinating young man, and I got to uh, meet meet and hang out with John quite a bit. And then his kid Jared, who's uh, a badass. Uh, uh, if I can say that word, I just did. Um, in everything that he drives, uh, especially sprint cars and midgets, and is becoming a very good uh, sports car racer. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a very cool book. So uh, what I'm going to do right now is because uh, I fumbled the ball. Uh, so here's the odds for this weekend, and <clears throat> these come from uh, one of the. The prognosticators, I think I have to be careful how I put all that stuff out there. Um, but I'm just, I'm living on the edge of this the last 20 minutes there, STK. Just jump in and go ahead and dump me anytime if you need to. I'm not sure. Well, I guess it's pretty hard to go against uh, the, the, the 2001 champion or 2021 champion. Listen to me. Uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, Chase Elliott is having a okay year, but very quietly. But when you look at uh, the top four cars, are all Hendricks cars: Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Alex Bowman. The next one's Joey Logano, then Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. They, they. I said last week in the program, that I thought that there's something wrong with uh, the 19. I, I'm not convinced it's fixed, but they. They did better, like that, that movie, uh, oh, God, with Gary Cole in it. That's another great story. Um, I got to work with him back in San Francisco way back in the day. But uh, was it called Office Space, I think? If you could just go ahead and be sure you do that, that'd be great. <laughs> How about those, what's up with those DCS reports? I don't even know what that means. Um but they've been a little bit better. Uh, <clears throat> Denny Hamlin is next up. Then Harvick. Harvick's kind of, he, he's got off the resuscitator. I said a couple of weeks ago that, that um, I just, I, you know, hey, one good race or two decent races back-to-back does not mean problem solved. Uh, Ross Chastain is like, he's like 10th or 15th. But, and Tyler Reddick, how ironic. Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick are both 16 to 1. Chase Briscoe, 20 to 1. Christopher Bell, Austin Sindrick. You know, besides winning the Daytona 500, not much happening for Austin Sindrick. Kurt Busch is back 50 to 1. A.J. Allmendinger, 100 to 1. Eric Amarola at 100 to 1. I might, and I'm not a, I don't bet. Um, that might be interesting. That is actually wow. That might be something if you like to, uh, you know, try to you know beat the guys in the desert. That might be one to look at. Um, hmm. Daniel Suarez has been pretty good uh, lately. 
But I like that Eric Amarola at 100 to 1. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna have to ponder that. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, that's. Could that be. You know, if this was football or baseball, probably more of a football term, is that the trap game? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, Broncos are going to blow those guys out. You know, oops. Uh, or pick a team. I'm not picking, picking against the Broncos. I'm just saying, you know, is, this, is that the trap game? Because Amarola is pretty damn good uh, on the big track. He's a, I've heard people say for years, eh, well, you know, guys, yeah, he's got no talent. I, I disagree with that. I really disagree with that. Boy, it might not, might, might not be a bad time to buy a stock in watermelons either because Ross Chastain, hey, the, the watermelon farmer, uh, I, I really, that's pretty cool, his whole uh, pumpkin smashing thing in, uh, in, in Victory Circle. And he's been teased heavily, too, after his win at Coda. He had a bunch of watermelons stuck in his beard. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, he got he got teased quite a bit. Um, I, I'm gonna throw this out there. Did anybody see our friend Bob Pockras, um, You know, cruising uh, the the infield at Talladega, buzzed Bob. They called it absolutely. And this is a guy that's pretty stitched up. Uh, I, I, I got to chase him down and get his feelings about that. But uh, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. And if you remember. They had uh, Rutledge Wood doing that uh, kind of shtick for a lot of years um, with Fox. I, I think he's still with Fox, but, you know, Bob Pockras, kind of the, well, considered one of the gurus in NASCAR and a friend of this program's and mine. Uh, so as I talk about points, I said Chase Elliott quietly is leading the championship. I mean, when you look at it, so it's Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, Joey Logano, Bowman the Showman, I love that, uh, Logano, Larson, Martin Truex is eighth, Ross Chastain ninth, Eric Amarola tenth, hence my liking that 100 to 1, and I'm not advocating betting or spending money on that stuff, I, I, don't, I don't do that, um, but that's pretty interesting, Um as we move down, uh, Christopher Bell, now Tyler Reddick, fifteenth uh, in the championship, Cindric sixteenth, based on his Daytona win. Eric Jones had a good race at Talladega. I think he, I think he outsmarted himself. Uh, Bubba Wallace twenty first. I okay. Um, Kurt Busch, uh, where's Kurt? I know he's. Uh, uh, I just saw him. He's uh, good radio right here, right? There he is, 18th. But he's had spurts of goodness uh, this year. But um, I don't know. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, So that's how it looks right now in NASCAR as we go to Dover this weekend. Season's uh, going fast. Where has the year gone? My my Lord. It's going to be May this weekend. Excited to talk to uh, Jade uh, Groose uh, at Checkered Pass. And then our good friend Tyler McQuarrie, one of the top sports car drivers in the country from Laguna Seca, as IMSA is there this weekend doing the sports car thing, probably doing that slow bump down, uh, we don't call it PCH up north, but uh, it's Highway 1, doing the Highway 1 bump. Uh, I, 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 could, I could enjoy a weekend in Carmel and Monterey and then 
little roll down to uh, to uh, Rocky Point Restaurant, have a big old steak or something like that. Well, not a bad thing. But it's a beautiful weekend here in the Mile High. I hope the weather will uh, dry up and uh, the wind will die down. But it's Race Central on the radio. It's 3 to 5. It's the drive in RaceCentralMedia.com. Coming up, talking Al Unser Jr. and RaceCentralMedia.com. Welcome back to the premier home for motorsports for two decades. The blowtorch for motorsports on Race Central Radio. It fires me up, man. On ESPN Radio AM 1600 with award-winning host, Kurt Hansen. That's uh, 44 minutes after the hour. It is uh, Race Central. It's the drive from 3 to 5 right here on the blowtorch for motorsports. Uh, 20 years here in the Mile High. Uh, a blustery day here in the Mile High City, but a, a lot going on in the world of motorsports and uh, You've heard me uh, pontificating and touting the book that I started to read as I flew out to Long Beach in April. It's uh, Alan Sir Jr., A Checkered Past, and the author, uh, Jade Gers, uh, honoring us today. Jade, this is a – and it, by the way, Jade, uh, he's written six books, and he's a two-time uh, New York Times best-selling author, so he kind of knows what he's doing. A shocking book, Jade, how did it come about? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Love it. Um, I uh, I had actually, I had just finished a book about John Andretti, uh, Mario Andretti's nephew. And sadly, John had passed away of colon cancer, and that was very emotional. So I was going to take a break. And uh, it turns out the Andretti family attorney is also Al Unser Jr.'s attorney. <laughs> And uh, he called and said, Al is ready to write a book. Would you be interested? So uh, that's how it got started and uh, was really a a fascinating process to work with him. Um, I had actually worked with Al before. Um, I was with Ilmore Engineering and Mercedes Benz. In the in the era where Al Jr. drove for Roger Penske in the Marlboro car, mm-hmm. and then I also uh, wrote an Indianapolis 500 book called Beast, uh, and which Al is a major major character in that as well. So uh, so it was good good history between us, and so we sat down and and started working on it. Yeah, we're talking to Jade Gerst, the author of a book, uh, Alan Sir Jr. A Checkered Past, and um, uh, you can also you can probably get the book anywhere you know you can find uh, the best uh, stuff out there, but also uh, Octane Press and you, Amazon, all good good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it's funny because you must be looking over my shoulder because I actually got to be kind of friendly with John Andretti and, and then Jared and had them on free, frequently and you know John driving from top fuel dragsters to drag boats to I mean it, 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 crazy crazy stuff. But um, I, I know Al. Pretty good. You see, uh, I've met him many times, and he and his, his father, uh, with work I did with the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb, and then, of course, with Indy Cars, and, and I was racing Pro Atlantic with Champ Car way back in the day, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the last time I had a chance to really talk to him was at 555 Restaurant Long Beach about three years ago, and he was uh, uh, working for an uh, Indy-based uh, team as a consultant and such. And so I kind of feel like there's a, there's a little bit of thing there. 
And mm-hmm. I started to read this book ironically because I think Little Al's nickname is like the king of Long Beach. I think he's won there like five times or six times or some stupid yeah. number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to put it down as I got to the part where he talked about tonight's the night. And there have been rumors for a long time about, you know, the struggles and things that he was going through. And I, I had his son, Littlest Al, on, on, this, on these airwaves way back when he was running in Indy Lights with a Colorado-based mm-hmm. team and stuff. And I, I just I did not know how dark it had become. That must have been a real struggle for you. You know, it's fascinating. Uh, before we started on the book, he uh, and I sat down. And he kind of told me his vision as what he thought the book should be. And he said right off the top, he said, I already know the opening chapter. He said in 2012, I almost committed suicide. And uh, I was shocked (laughs) at that moment. But I just I admire his honesty and, and his willingness to tell stories that don't paint him as a hero or that he's not always covered in sunshine. And so I admired that in him. And as far as a writer, um, it's such a compelling story or there's so much depth and complexity to it. Uh, that makes it, I don't want to say easier, but it, it, it's more rewarding to write a book in which you have uh, such a wide array of emotions and, and things uh, in his life has been, uh, you know, from uh, the top to the bottom and back up, back up again. So uh, it, it really was fascinating to work with him and learn things that, uh, that I never knew uh, just, you know, having been around the sport for so long. Yeah, we're talking to Jade Gers. It's, uh He's a two-time New York Times bestselling author. So he got six books in the bank. And uh, I'm going to have to read the uh, John Andretti book for sure. Um, we're talking about his, his latest uh, pen, penning or penciling, whichever you prefer, a checkered past. <laughs> you know, um, as a author, I'd heard rumors for a long, long time, and I knew there was a lot of janky stuff going on back there. And but you know, the, the Unser family—no disrespect—but you know, Uncle Bobby and the whole deal. I mean, they—they they do seem they're wired like they're wired a little bit differently. <laughs> There's no question about that. <laughs> the, the whole family. Uh, if you want a, a a family of characters and and just stories that cover the gamut uh the answers are uh, are that family uh and i i've been very lucky uh, again working with the answers and then uh, uh john andretti part of that uh, dynasty and then uh, i spent eight years doing pr for dale earnhardt jr during his budweiser days so i feel like i have a little insight on uh, racing families uh multi-generational uh family. So uh, the Unsers definitely uh, are, uh, there's a full list of characters in that family. Yeah, I think those, the era of that kind of stuff, uh, it's so homogenized and pasteurized now in the IndyCar series. Don't get me, I'm a huge IndyCar fan, but uh, which is why I think I've become kind of attached to Roman Grosjean with his whole, you know, walking from, from fire, uh, Netflix drive to survive, and his history and how popular he's becoming. But I think, you yeah. know, the, the days of the shenanigans, uh, and by the way, you know, uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Was, was born on this day. Uh, he would have been 71 That's years old correct. today. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> You're talking to Jay Gers. It's a great book. It, you sometimes have to 
disconnect when someone like Ellinger Jr., who we, we had all of us on a pedestal, when they're telling you things that just kind of rock you, do you have to kind of go third party and just, okay, I'm writing a book, I just got to get the facts, and I have to kind of disconnect? Um, actually, no. Um, my responsibility in, in this book, working with Al, is that my job is to help him tell his story in the best possible way. So the more I understand or identify with, uh, you know, with what he has gone through, I think makes me a more empathetic or a, a better writer to help tell that story. Uh, my goal, uh, and uh, it ha- has been with the John Andretti book as well, is I want you to feel like you're sitting on your couch with Alan Sir Jr. and he's telling you these stories about his life. And so that's my goal as a writer is to uh, have the voice in the book reflect the real voice of the person that I'm working with or writing about. So um, so that's my biggest challenge. Yeah, I think. And Will Buxton, uh, that was his goal with uh, My Greatest Defeat. We had him on exclusively during the pandemic when his book came out, I think also by Octane, um, you know, is to get that that story. Was there any point where little Al, you know, he was telling you this story and he just kind of had to take a, a time out because even he was maybe shaken by his own words? Yes, uh, there were several times, uh, primarily in talking about uh, his late wife, uh, ex-wife, uh, Shelly Unser, uh, and his kids. Um, and it, it was intriguing because he, he had never really told many of these stories so it was very emotional for him, very much uh, uh, a test of, of his uh, will to tell these stories. But it was therapeutic as well. Uh, there were a couple of days where literally we had to stop. He was just so emotional about, uh, you know, about a certain story. And yet there were other days when he would tell a story that I think would strengthen strengthen him or was was very therapeutic for him to be able to share his story and for the first time really tell it like it is. So I, I don't know. I, I found it very uh, rewarding to work with him. And again, the, the fact that he was so honest was a big part of it for me. I don't think it would be near as fascinating of a book if it was all gloss and just only racing stories without delving into what he's gone through. I In reading a lot of the reviews, and we're talking to Jay Gers, uh, two, uh, six great books out, but two-time uh, best-selling author, uh, New York Times, uh, John Andretti Racer, and then the latest, Alan Sir Jr., A Checkered Past. So it sounds like it was very also cathartic for, for Al uh, for Al Jr. in this whole process. Did you ever, you know, did you ever tell you a story that maybe, maybe hearkening to Will Buxton's book, My Greatest Defeat, was there ever a story told you where it, it uh, you know, it was, it was life-changing for him? I mean, a lot of this book touches on that, but any one thing stick out where it's like, wow, besides, you know, almost committing suicide, was there a point where he shared with you thoughts that you could tell really deeply hurt him and he was trying to heal from? Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, there's. A, there were a lot of uh, of stories that were, you know, very shocking. But uh, I was fascinated. I, first and foremost, I'm a racing fan, so I have questions. But 
just as a racing fan. And in 1995, the entire Team Penske failed to qualify for the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, wasn't that? The and I don't. Yeah, and I don't believe there's ever been uh, the full story of how and why that happened. And Al was very willing to sit down, and we kind of walked through almost day by day of how that failure came to be. And then the aftermath, the huge toll it took on Al emotionally and how it really led him to get heavier into alcohol and drugs and so, again, it was something that was very public. We all remember when Penske didn't make the 500, but here is someone in Al Jr. who was willing to share uh, the emotions of it while it's happening as well as the emotions afterwards and the devastation that he felt as a driver. So I, I found that very fascinating, and I'm sure race fans will uh, – We'll find find that pretty interesting as well. Yeah, I've, a lot of the comments too is you don't even have to be a fan of racing to really, you know, dig into this book. I had to put it down when I got to the point where you said tonight's tonight. But and we've got about thirty seconds. But real quick, was there one point um, that you could share with us that why they did not qualify? For, no, ironically, with the Mercedes Elmore Motors, they did why they did not qualify for that Indy five hundred. Uh, to make a long story short, they had developed uh, a piece of the suspension that was incredibly stiff, and it meant they had no uh, real feel for the front end of those cars, and it was only after the month of May that they found or that, that they developed the idea that that was what was causing or that was the root of their issues. They went back later that year to test and uh, went immensely faster. <laughs> so, uh, so they they seem to have diagnosed it, but only you know months later after the the month of May was over. So, uh, so that it was for me again as a race fan, very fast. Yeah, and then uh, we're talking to Jay Gers. It's uh, Alan Sir Jr. A checkered pass, and then they go with a car that everybody said was the biggest POS on the face of the earth, and Little <laughs> Al wins the Indy 500 in a Galmer named after a, a bird. Yeah. Oh God, Jay, <laughs> we could we could do this for hours. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to wait for the next time I fly to really dive into the book, but uh, it's an amazing book. You don't even have to be a race fan to really kind of connect with it. I'm going to get myself a copy of racer and, and uh, get through that but it's uh, jay gers the book is al Unser jr a checkered past jay has got six books uh, under his pen and a, a two-time new york times best-selling author jay thanks so much for joining us and uh, uh i'm gonna read more and read more and read more Sounds good. Thank you, Kurt. I really appreciate the invitation. Oh, my pleasure. Jay Gers right there. It's Race Central right here. It's Race Central The Drive from 3 to 5 on the blowtorch for motorsports. It is Race Central on the radio. Watch Race Central TV anywhere you can hear my voice around the country and around the globe, but also easily found at racecentralmedia.com. For STK Behind the Glass, Kurt Hansen right here. Jay Gers going over there. Get the book. It's a good one. And racecentralmedia.com.